these podcasts are recorded in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, on Treaty 1 territory, the traditional gathering place of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene people in the homeland to the Métis Nation. Our water here is sourced from Shoal Lake 40 First Nation, and I pay my respects to the Inuit, First Nation, and Métis elders, past, present, and emerging. Please note that these podcasts are for information and educational purposes only. Feel free to consult with your physician or your mental health provider before starting or changing any of these wellness practices. And if at any time you experience unmanageable symptoms, please call 911 or attend your nearest hospital in order to find the support that you need. Hi, and welcome to the Journey with Julie podcast. I'm your host, Julie Long, and I believe it's in you to heal, especially when we do it together. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast of Journey with Julie. So today I'm sitting with Elizabeth DeVertstein. So welcome, Elizabeth. Hello. And so you are based in Winnipeg in Treaty 1 territory. Yeah. And you're an intuitive counselor. And so before we started, I checked out your website so I could give everybody an idea of who you are, right? So this is what you eloquently wrote on your own website. I'm going to use that as your intro. (laughs) Um, That you believe that everyone's intuitive and that we all have an ability to tap into that intuition to lead more empowered, intentional lives. And you're a trained social worker with lots of counseling experience, but now your counseling practice focuses on supporting individuals along that journey of intuitive development and emotional well-being. So I'm pumped about this conversation because today we're talking about connection and how we use that to anchor ourselves when life gets really stormy, which it has been over like even more so than normal. Since COVID landed in all of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about connection. I talk, I think about connection. I talk to people about connection. So to have this conversation today, I'm really excited about it. So um, yeah, so let's get started. Yeah. So, you know, in our little um, pre-recording chat, we were talking about how, um, you know, life doesn't always go the way that we want. And sometimes we might perceive that when it doesn't go the way that we want, that we feel like we're failures and we, we tend to isolate ourselves. So then how do we find that connection to ourselves and to other people to find that recalibration mm-hmm. to continue to move forward in our life, right? Like essentially what your counseling practice is, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think like when we were chatting before, it kind of hit home when you ran into some chaos in your own life that was a little bit more than you asked for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more than I wanted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so we can backtrack a little bit and I can maybe start with that story. So if, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, as I as we've kind of touched on, you know, this theme of connection just has been so, so poignant and meaningful for me for the last 
really year and a half. And it all, I would say it started, you know, everything just doesn't kind of start overnight sometimes. But I think for me, um, a lot of it came from the fall of 2020. So at this point, you know, fall of 2020, we had already been, uh, you know, a handful of months into the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, on that external level, the macro level, there's lots of stuff going on that's impacting us that's outside of our control. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, yeah, that just kind of had an impact, a snowball effect. I ran into some health uh, issues, health concerns um, that were really stressful, were scary, were really uncertain, um, that required um, some specialized medical attention and care and ongoing. So it wasn't just kind of an overnight thing. It was mm-hmm. ongoing for a few months. So that stress, you know, that kind of came onto the plate. And and I also have two young kids at that point. My kids were two and five. Uh, and that, you know, having young kids is, is in my experience, uh, wonderful. And, you know, the highs of highs and the lows of lows, like really yes. exhausting and yes. challenging and wonderful and all the things, but just really challenging as well. So that's, you know, kind of an added thing on the plate as well. And then um, work stuff, you know, work had been shifting. I had made a big career change. I, uh, after uh, mat leave, I, I couldn't return to my previous work. So that kind of brought a huge change and shift in my professional life. Mm-hmm. And then that just kept shifting too. And so all like, that just, all, hearing all of this is like, Oh my gosh, one after another, yes. after another. Exactly. And that's exactly what it felt like. The ground underneath me was just always moving and shifting. And that, you know, looking back, I could see now where it felt like things were disconnected or they were disconnecting. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, in the time, it just felt so hard and so chaotic and overwhelming. And and then that just kind of led way to a burnout and yeah. just complete overwhelm and exhaustion. So that's that was fall of 2020 for me. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure that people listening can probably, you know, relate to what you're saying, because we all have many balls that we're juggling in life that we choose, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But life has a way of adding in a few extra ones that we do not have a choice about. And all we can do is respond in the best way that we can. And, and we, we try and like, whoa, okay. another one, okay. Right. Until it's like, okay, like I'm tapping out, like I've been trying and our bodies are so resilient, but we do have a limit. Like we're not machines, we're human beings. And so when COVID came along, it just kind of knocked that rhythm that people had juggling all those balls, like to pieces. And even Matt leave, like that's a whole other life change and career change. And like, oh my gosh, nothing was routine. No, everything was changing. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. We handle one change at a time, but in every dimension of our lives, no, thanks. So then (laughs) I'll check out. (laughs) Right. And then totally. And so this is where that big, um, hurdle comes in that we start to internalize that I'm failing in my life because I'm not keeping up this juggling act anymore. Right. So yes. then we keep pushing to try and keep that juggling act going. And the next thing you know, you've, you're, you're burnt out. Like your body literally does not have the steam anymore. It yep. is out of gas, right? Yep. yep. And so then how does one, like, how did you navigate that burnout territory? Because yeah. 
that's a scary place, a judgmental place to be of self oh. and others judgment, you know? Oh, totally. And, and I want to be really clear and, and I, I, I want to be transparent too in saying that a lot of this reflection and processing has happened after the fact. So yes. in the moment, you know, it, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? It is. But I want to be, what, one of the things that I have found really helpful is to remember that uh, and to touch base with myself from that point, because I did feel like that. I felt like, you know, what what am I not doing? Why am I not good enough? Why am I not able to to manage all of these things? Everybody else seems to be doing it, or That's you know, right. or I should also do it. And it can be really hard to find solutions because things are external to us. Yes. So a lot of these things that I was experiencing was external to me. And, right. and therefore, you know, these systemic issues that, you know, we like to think that we have control over, but we don't. They're, mm-hmm. they're not set up for our success in many ways. Mm-hmm. And, but, but that gets internalized, as you said, as a failure. So for me, it was, um, I think, the, the most important point of that period in my life was connection. Mm-hmm. And that connection came through authenticity and vulnerability and really, like, checking in with myself and uh, and my best friend in this case and my partner and being honest with how I was feeling. I mm-hmm. I couldn't manage anymore and I didn't want to manage anymore because that mm-hmm. wasn't sustainable. And I could see, I could see that I was nearing the edge, that I was nearing an edge of sorts that didn't feel good. And I knew that if I kept going on that path of trying to juggle those balls, that mm-hmm. it just would wouldn't go well. And I didn't want to get to that point. So I could feel that I was like the, the, the gas tank was on empty, mm-hmm. but I wasn't quite out of gas yet. Right. So there is that. In yeah. And I guess in that moment, you have enough clarity to like, okay, time out. Yes. It's like you're lost in the woods. I, I always remember there's this moment in the born, one of the born movies mm-hmm. where someone is lost in this field of really tall grain and uh, they don't know where they are. So they just like close their eyes, they kneel down and they just listen yeah. and they tune in. Yes. And when I, when I remember you sharing the moment, well, in that time frame, you know, you got quiet and because you're lost in the forest, I think it was your friend that helped you see and offered that like tether, that line to um, feel connected again so that you could reconnect with self and figure out, okay, where am I and how am I going to get out of here? No. Yeah, that's it. That's it's like this. This that that image is so poignant to me, and it, it makes me tearful actually because I can feel myself being back in that moment, mm-hmm. and how you know it's almost like being underwater, or as you're saying, like being in that forest or that field where everything just feels fuzzy and too noisy, um, muffled, and there isn't a clear path out. And yet if you can quiet down, and for me, it was that quieting down over, you know, the course of a month or two, which was through conversation with my best friend and my partner. Mm -hmm. And it was their voices. They weren't in it with me, but I could tap into, Mm -hmm. if I quieted down enough, I could tap into and hear some of their reflections back to me. And that was that life raft. That was that like, oh, here, take a, take a left here because this is maybe what's over here. And it was that courage and trust, um, for, for them, which then helped me to reconnect to the courage and trust within myself. Right. 
And you had but, that but established with them before yeah. that moment, right? Yeah. So that when you're not at your best, mm-hmm. you can trust that connection that you have yeah. with self from other times and with yeah. your partner and your friend yeah. from other times. So that like when you're, when you can't see and you can't hear and you're just blind, you, you, you have that inner knowing that intuition, right. To just let go and and connect blindly. Yeah. And, and, and to me too, I think that there's, there's an important piece that's sticking out to me right now because it's in those moments when we're in crisis or things are really acutely intense that it can feel really hard to pick up a new tool or to learn something new or to figure out something new. It's so hard. Right. And so you know, to be able to reconnect with ourselves, quiet down enough to, to, to read, like tap into like that toolbox that we have, whether mm-hmm. it be through relationships or strategies or experience from, from the past that we know work, it's yeah. being able to touch base with that again. So we can then maybe figure out a new way forward. That's right. Just a little bit of everything in that moment, but we have to, like, for me, it was, a, it was so important to quiet down enough and literally, I mean, this is maybe too much information, but I'll share it anyway. It was quieting down in the bathroom, like, yeah. you know, with two young kids, like fingers yeah. underneath the, the door trying to get in. It was literally like, okay, I just have to quiet down for 30 seconds. And sometimes yes. that's all it was. Yes. So it wasn't any big grand gestures, but it was many of those little things over and over and over again. Yeah. And you know, I'm glad that you pointed that out because a lot of moms, like there is no pause button right? So you have to find it in the ways that you can. And if it's in the bathroom, just quiet for 30 seconds and you see your children's fingers under the door or, you know, sitting in the garage before you walk in and you have that minute of like, just quiet, the car's off. I'm not at work. I'm not inside yet. This is my moment to just recalibrate. Right. Or you know, have someone look after the kids so you can go for a walk or go for a walk with a friend or like whatever, you know, get up 30 minutes early just so that you can have a quiet house and have a cup of coffee. Yeah. You know, like whatever ways that you have found have worked. Totally. And, and for me, those, those, even in that moment, and even still today felt like unattainable because we like support. That's the other piece that I, you know, I think a lot about in connection is support that isn't, um, isn't as available to us as I would like it to be or, or need it to be. And so those little moments of connection would come when my kids have fallen asleep attached to me on either side and I haven't fallen asleep yet at night. And I have that moment to, okay, my phone is away. My kids are sleeping. They're, they're, they're leeches are right next to me, but I have this quiet moment right now. And mm-hmm. if this is what I have, then I have to, I have to take it because I have mm-hmm. no other choice. Yes. And so it's those little moments really that, um, can feel just even so overwhelming thinking about it. Like, where am I going to carve out time? Because I don't have time to carve out right now. Yes. So it's, it's being able to, uh, for me, like, Uh, just take whatever opportunity I could get because I needed to, I had no other choice. Right. And I remember you said your friend's not even in the Winnipeg where you live. Yeah. So thank goodness there's a silver lining for COVID is that, uh, 
like, well, Zoom right now, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and that connection, I think that's the other piece too, is that connection can look so many different ways. And I think we've learned that, especially over COVID and reconnecting with people in different ways. But my friend, she's in BC. We don't even Zoom. We don't even talk on the phone. We send voice messages back and forth. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Yeah, but even that, it's like reframing a connection in ways that work for us. Mm-hmm. So it might not look like this. It might not look like that, but I need this connection and she needs it. So how can we make it work for us? And I think that template, mm-hmm. um, I, I've, I've, I've thought about that so often. It's like, okay, if I can't have this type of connection, what can I have? Because mm-hmm. I need something. Yes. And, and what does that look like? Well, we're not like we're humans and our nervous system is wired to connect. And so we have to find that way to connect that is meaningful to us. Right. And I love that voice message because hearing someone's voice, and that's why I've chosen to do these podcasts, like with video, even though like it's hard, (laughs) it's so much easier just to do it by a voice. But I know that like voice is so much better than text. And image is so much better than just voice, right? Because there's so much communication and care that you can just hear in someone's voice, like in a voice message and then to see on their face. Yeah. And so I wonder if maybe we might talk about, um, you know, like what is meaningful connection? What is authentic Mm -hmm. connection? You know, and, Mm -hmm. and we talked about how like with COVID, it was a natural like timeout for everybody. Like things just started to slow down and now people are looking at their life in a different way than what they did before COVID. And I know that talking with a lot of people, there's almost like an anxiety Mm -hmm. about being social again, because we're rusty. And, and so it's like, okay, well, how do you venture back into connecting with people when you haven't in a while? And then how do you know what connections to venture toward? Yeah. Right. And which totally. ones should we move away from that? Because there's like, if we're connected with people, like we're talking about how connection helps us get through hard times, mm-hmm. but we need to have that a, a connection that we can, when we're struggling and we're feeling blind in our life, like reach out because there's an established yeah. safety and trust with our person or within ourselves. Yeah. If we're going back to cooking in the kitchen, because that's where my authentic self is. And that's how I can reconnect with myself. Right. Cause I love cooking. (laughs) That's not me though. That's my husband. Um, (laughs) That's that's just an example. (laughs) Uh, Mine is with yoga. Like that is where I find myself, but yeah. So what would you say about that? Like, how do you know when a connection is helpful and when a connection is hurtful and then how do we navigate that? Oh, and uh, yes, yes to all of that. That's such, those are such important questions, especially for now, at least for me, I resonate so much with that. Um, and, and yeah, I just have so many thoughts, but first of all, to me, like I, I, I think about it from a connection with myself first and foremost, because I know that if I'm, I want to connect with other people, I need to connect with other people, but I can't do that if I'm not connected to myself first. Yeah. So if something feels off, um, 
if something feels just, it makes me actually think about um, an electric, like an electrical system or a phone switchboard where, you know, like those, those wires aren't quite connected or pushed in all the way. So there's some like, yeah, there's some misfiring. It's like, or you're you're plugging into an amp system and there's like that noise that it doesn't, isn't good. Yeah, the feedback, yeah. The feedback, but if you click it in all the way, then it's like, oh, here we go. Smooth so first of all, yes. And so I need to be able to like connect with myself. So um, there's this author, uh, she's written the book, The Light, like, Lightmaker's Manifesto, I think it's called, Karen Walren. And she talks about, or she presents three questions to ask yourself every day. Um, so, for, so for me, those questions are on my fridge. And uh, you can journal it, you can put it in your phone, set a reminder, whatever you want to do to engage with it, but it's on my fridge. So Mm -hmm. these questions are, um, how can I feel connected today? Mm -hmm. How can I feel purposeful today? And how can I feel healthy today? So for me, the, the response to those questions internally is the clue to what I need to do. Mm-hmm. So, for example, for connection, okay, I, I need to connect to myself today. I just need to have a, a few quiet moments. And then if I've filled up that gas tank for myself, then I can connect meaningfully with somebody else. Then I feel mm-hmm. like I have the energy to reach out, yes. to send that text that I have been waiting for like seven days to respond to. Yeah. Okay, now I can connect with somebody else. But I can't do that unless I'm not connected to myself first. So that's just what worked. Like, that's just me, yeah. maybe. That's maybe people too. resonate. Yeah, maybe people don't. But I, I know enough, at least through the last two years, that if I haven't connected to myself first, yeah, those text messages or emails are going to go unanswered for maybe weeks. And, well, if you're not connected yeah. with yourself, it's hard to be connected in the present moment. And if exactly. you're not connected in the present moment, you're not reading that moment at yeah. all. So yeah. how do you figure out what the message and the felt sense is in that moment to, for it to be helpful or hurtful? Yeah. We don't know, right? Yep. Exactly. So, yeah. so to me, that's kind of always what I go to first is like connection to myself. And if that feels like there's a lot of noise around, then where do I need to make that connection more clear? Mm-hmm. So there's other questions of like, what do I need to do today to, to feel healthy and to feel purposeful? Like that can offer some additional clues as well of like how I can reshift things or readjust or recalibrate. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually it's, it's quite easy. It's like, okay, I need to excuse me, maybe not have a second cup of coffee today. Maybe I should just go straight to water after my first cup of coffee. You know, so something as simple as that, but that makes a huge impact for me, you know, of feeling disconnected or just not quite right. Um, So something like that, or, um, you know, feeling purposeful, you know, can I, yeah, can I reach out to somebody who I know isn't doing well right now, just by sending them a text to let them know I'm thinking of them. And so there's all of these ways that that can show up, I think, in in small manageable ways, at least for myself. Well, and I think it's probably helpful too, possibly to, when we're in a connected moment, um, to find like, okay, purposeful, connected, healthy. And what are some of the things that I know in this moment and then have a little running menu, you know, and then we can add to it. So then when we're feeling not ourselves and lost, we can look at them and like, oh yeah, that would be really helpful. That's what I want right now. And then, you know, go and take that walk or make the banana bread, you know? Um, And so for me, one thing that like strikes about, you know, helpful or hurtful and connections, because, you know, when I was going through my twenties and thirties, 
my connections were about people pleasing and fawning. Mm. That was my trauma response to relate mm-hmm. to the world. Mm-hmm. And so it's on other people's terms and I'm, I'm giving my power away. Right. So then I don't have anything for myself and I'm not well. Yeah. And so, um, when I was in a certification program for trauma sensitive yoga, mm-hmm. um, we had a dyad and I met with my person every Wednesday and we would facilitate trauma sensitive yoga with each other. Very simple. It's not like from your chair, like right now we could do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And even if it's just maybe three minutes, mm. I would feel connected to myself again. And there was one day where we did this activity after that. Mm-hmm. So I'm connected. And so I'm more of a felt sense person than a cognitive mm-hmm. person. Like mm-hmm. I feel my way through life. I'm a highly sensitive person. Mm-hmm. And so this activity that we did that I felt was very profound for me to understand what connections in my life were helpful and which ones were hurtful. Mm-hmm. And so it's a power over power under um, mm-hmm. um, practice. And I can't remember where it's from. I'll have to figure that out <laughs> so I can source it properly. But you think about someone who has power over you mm-hmm. and you think about that person in your mind and you walk around and you pretend that you're walking with this person and then sit back down and reflect about what you noticed. And then think about someone who has power under you. Mm-hmm. And then walk around your house and just imagine walking with that person and then come back down and notice how you felt. Mm-hmm. And then someone that you have power with. It's a shared reciprocity of the relationship. Walk around your house, imagining that you're walking with this person and then sit back down, and reflect, okay, how did I feel? And it was remarkable. Mm-hmm. When I noticed, wow, this is how I respond when I think about being with this person. Yeah. This is is information for me because as a highly sensitive person, I'll drain energy much faster being Mm -hmm. around people with power Mm -hmm. over me or power under me Mm -hmm. than if I'm with people with power with, right? Yes. 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 I love that. So what sticks out to me and what you're just sharing in that really like beautiful exercise and experience you had is that you quieted down enough. Like there was, there was a moment of connection, like everything was kind of set up for that, that dyad Mm -hmm. and you connected with yourself, you, and then you were able to take that and then use that for yourself as you walked around your home and, and thought about that. So it's a connection of mind, body, and spirit. Yes. And in that moment you had that clarity. It sounds like everything kind of quieted down like externally for Mm -hmm. you to tune in quite like tune in internally yes. and then things shifted right and, and to if, me, that's that connection yes and you know what that's what your practice is about yeah right yeah totally. as a counselor <laughs> you're helping people facilitate connecting to themselves yeah so that they can navigate through their life yeah while remaining tethered to themselves so that they can um be healthy in to- yeah exactly, exactly. ways in their life 
Exactly. And I think that this, this opportunity and, and counseling or yoga or, you know, talking to somebody who we love and trust and feel safe with all of these examples are ways for us to quiet down, to pause enough, to slow down enough so we can tune in. So we can tune out that external noise. Those, yeah. those things that are telling us who to be or how to be or what to do, or that we should be this certain way. We can, mm-hmm. if we can quiet that down enough, we can then tune in to what fits for us best, what's coming from that internal source of wisdom, because that's how we can feel uh, like there's some more clarity and certainty moving forward, even in uncertain times. You know, it's like that, uh, that idea that if we're always, if we're always inhaling, 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 it's like, Mm -hmm. we're taking in so much, so much, and it's just tense, it's tight. But if we're never allowing ourselves the opportunity to exhale, Mm-hmm. We can't complete that cycle. So it goes back to that people-pleasing thing. If we're mm-hmm. always giving of ourselves, then then what is that doing to us? What's the expense? And yeah. well, the expense is that, you know, we're, we don't feel good. We don't have health and wellness. And that yeah. can manifest in so many different ways. It can. And, you know, as I reflect on and just hear this conversation between the two of us, like both of us, um, you know, having been professionals, serving others, you know, we've been through our journeys, we've self-reflected, we, we work on ourselves so that we can be available for other people. Some people may not be at that point in their journey. And yeah. then that's where they might uh, benefit from connecting to someone yeah. like yeah. yourself to establish knowing that the therapeutic relationship is completely different than the relationships and connections we have outside of a therapy office. Yeah. Absolutely. Being in that therapeutic space, one can learn how to connect safely mm-hmm. with trust mm-hmm. um, so that they can, with your guidance and support, learn how to connect with themselves. Mm-hmm. So then when they're outside of your office, I know you're a virtual counselor, yeah. Yeah. Um, they can then, okay, so when I was in session with Elizabeth, we did this activity and that's how I felt connected to myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to practice this in this situation in my life right now so that I can navigate this um, while staying in tune with myself so that I can do it in a healthy way. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's that idea that, you know, it to create templates of something that feels like a better fit, <clears throat> that feels safer or like quieter or where we actually just have a moment to like, to exhale, to have a full cycle of breath. That's what counseling, that's what my goal always is to have the safe and trusting environment. Uh, and I, and I think that's the goal for, for all counselors is to be able to have this space for people to hold space, to be able to connect meaningfully with themselves, to feel what that can feel like. So then they can, you know, replicate that hopefully outside of that counseling space. And I think going back to that question that you had a while ago of what does it feel like, what does meaningful connection feel like and what does doesn't it feel like? Mm-hmm. I think that oftentimes people know what it doesn't feel like. We just have to be able, like we, we need to put the language to that. We need to be able right. to acknowledge and recognize that something feels off right now. I don't know what it is. I don't maybe have the words or language to describe it, but just something feels off. And so then, okay, well, let's talk about that. And But what does it feel to feel connected? What does it feel like to 
to yeah have like no noise like that that yeah. the, those you know um, plugs into the amp right. are just well connected what does that feel like is there a time in life that you have felt well connected That's right. um, and how can we try to replicate that it might look differently but how can we take little bits and pieces of that um, to offer some clarity and empowerment moving forward because it's possible but it it's sometimes we just need that that extra support and that can come in many different forms that's right and so that's beautiful. I think I'm going to bridge that to uh, segue <laughs> to bring this podcast to podcast to a close. So thank you. That's <laughs> yeah, great. I'm glad. <laughs> so if it's okay with you, for people, oh, do you remember when you said strong back, soft front? Yes. Yes. <gasps> well, uh, yeah, let's just quickly talk about that. Like just so I, I love Brene Brown, of course. And, and I, I, I can't remember, and maybe we can find this to properly source this, but Brene Brown, she, um, takes this quote, strong back, soft front. That's from somebody else. So she, she takes that and then she adds on wild heart to that. So for me, a lot, I think, you know, kind of, if I had to have a, a chapter or maybe even a title to this whole like year and a half for myself in my personal life, it has been that it's been, you know, like having a strong back. So being able to have, you know, stand up and find my footing in very uncertain and scary times. Um, but having that courage to stand up with the mm-hmm. support of others around me, um, having that soft front to still be able to connect with myself and others, and then mm-hmm. having that wild heart. So to me, the wild heart means that I am daring to dream and daring to hold hope for myself, to have a vision. That's yeah. hard. That's a whole, that could be a whole yes. other topic. Yes. Um, but the soft, the, the strong back, soft front and wild heart to me, that just, um, is such a, I don't know, a manifesto or like, a yeah, just the title of a book. And for me, yes. that's, you know, been what, um, the last year and a half have been for, for me. Your motto. Yeah. Yeah. My motto. There you go. And so I suppose when we're in that state, we can ask these questions that you have pondered and support clients in moving through as well. Yeah. Uh, who am I? Mm-hmm. What's my purpose in this lifetime? Mm-hmm. And how can I live my life with more clarity, intention, and peace? Yeah. yeah. That's it. And live with a strong back, soft front, and wild heart. So yeah. for people who are listening, if if you could be, it could, if it is a benefit to you to journey along someone to figure out how to connect with self and then connect with others that's meaningful in order to navigate the rough waters of life, mm-hmm. um, your website is elizabethdeverkstein.com. And of course, it will be linked on the website so that people could click on it and uh, find guidance and support with you when they feel ready. Yeah, we don't have to do it alone and we're not meant to do things alone. So if that right. feels like a meaningful support, um, then I certainly encourage people to, to reach out, uh, just to even have a chat, you know, just, just to connect, just to connect. Right. It's all about yes. connection. That's right. <laughs> so thank yeah. you so much for this moment of connection. I appreciate you, it. And I look forward to our next time. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Journey with Julie. If you feel like this episode has been of benefit to you, feel free to subscribe, 
rate and review this podcast on my website or on Apple or Google Podcasts. And if you have a question, topic or story that you'd love to share, I'd love to hear from you. Please visit my website and leave me a note. If you'd like more, feel free to follow me on Instagram or Facebook, and I'll see you next Tuesday where we'll hear more about how to shift your life from surviving to thriving.